It's cheap, readily available, has a thousand uses, and can be found everywhere. What is it? Plastic. And I challenge all of our listeners to try to go a day without using or touching plastic. That means no water bottles, no plastic wrapped food, and no touching a car with plastic. And if you could do it, report back to me. But most of that plastic ends up in waste in our oceans, lakes, rivers, and landfills. And it's making its way into our food system, impacting the health and safety of us all. I'm Robert Colangelo, and this is Green Sense, where we bring you eco-innovations that are changing your world. This week, we have two guests, both researchers that are making progress on the war on plastic waste. They've developed a new method for recycling high-density polyethylene, HDPE plastic. And to here to tell us more, is Max Del Ferro. He's the chemist and group leader at Argonne National Laboratory and Jeffrey Coates, university professor at Cornell University. I welcome each of you to GreenSense. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, Robert. Well, Max and uh, Jeffrey, tell us uh, how you got together and how you're working together to uh, combat this war on plastic waste. Uh, yeah, uh, this is a really a fascinating project. Uh, we start to work on together with Jeff and other researchers at other university national lab uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, this the project has has been supported by the U.S. Department of Energy, and the idea is really to discover and develop technology to convert hard to recycle plastic waste, as you mentioned before, uh, HDPE, to make new products or make plastic that are recyclable by design. And how do you coordinate with Jeffrey? We had, we had a lot, every week, Monday, we have our Zoom call. <laughs> uh, pandemic also helped with that to establish Zoom call. And we have our daily or weekly call with, with our students and postdoc with the, within the two groups to discuss uh, chemistry and technology. And Jeffrey, you're a prestigious university professor. You're at the top of the heap. How did you uh, get involved with Max? <laughs> uh, Max and I have been in the same field for quite a while, and I've always admired his work. And we had this opportunity to work together through this uh, Department of Energy uh, Center. So it's it's been a lot of fun. Well, fantastic. Well, throughout the interview, I'll throw out questions, and I'll let you decide who wants to answer them. And so let's start out simple, not all plastics the same. So tell us about the different types of plastics out there and why you chose to focus on HDPE. I, I can take that. So um, so there are a lot of plastics and, you know, I think the average consumer just thinks there's a stuff called plastic and it's all the same. But if you look really carefully at the bottom of your Chobani yogurt container, your soda bottle, there's going to be a little number and some HDPE or PP or PS or something like that. And that indicates what type of plastic it is. So there, um, you know, I would say six major categories of commodity plastics and hundreds of other ones. But, you know, if you take those top six, that's the vast majority of the plastics that you come into contact with. Well, one main challenge with uh, recycling plastics is the economics. Uh, a technical challenge with uh, currently recycling HDPE plastic is that it yields materials with inferior properties. What have you guys done that is unique to improve the quality of the recycled material? And are you able to solve the economic issue? Yeah, I can, I can, I can take this question. Regarding the, what we did in the lab, we really take post-consumer HDPE, like a water jug and milk jug, 
uh, we apply some catalytic uh, processes, some chemistry to uh, chop the water jug in small pieces. And these small pieces can be reassembled together uh, in, a, in a very recyclable way and very clean way, maintaining the same mechanical and chemical properties of the initial uh, water jug. And that is the, the breakthrough, the scientific breakthrough. Uh, regarding the techno-economic analysis, we are not there yet. Uh, Jeff and I and other, and other people in this field are really working very hard to make this process economically valuable. I appreciate that uh, succinct uh, uh, explanation. Um, as I've mentioned, economics is a challenge. And in the past, the technical uh, challenges have been uh, being able to get uh, uh, superior quality materials. Um, where do you see uh, your, your research? Are you in a bench scale basis or are you in a commercialization stage? I can take that. So we're we're not we're not close to commercialization. This is right now. This is academic research, um, but you know, you know, a lot of work has to be done to even get it to be technically viable. Um, to then um, show that you can scale it and make it economical is is a whole other set of issues. But we're obviously, you know, real excited about doing that. And how far do you think this is away from commercialization? We, we, we know what are our bottlenecks, and we are particular on the catalyst scale up and the, are the uh, cost to make the catalyst. We have ideas, and both at Cornell and North, at Argon, we already have a way to scale up materials, and we are looking in, in that direction. So I, I used to work at Argon a long time ago, and I know back then they had CRADAs, Cooperative Research and Development Agreements, where they would work with the private sector. Um, are you working with the private sector on this to make this a commercial process, or is uh, it too early? Yeah, it's not yet. We have in mind some possible business partners that we will work with them in the future. And what are you most excited about that your research has uh, made you uh, uh, tickled about? <laughs> I, you know, I think the if, if you could come up with a dream plastic, right, you know, you talked about they're made from fossil fuel, we have limited fossil fuel, there's a big carbon footprint, while we use them, they're amazing. Um, but then when we're done with them, they go to the landfill, they might be incinerated, which makes more CO2. Um, and, and a good amount ends up in the environment. And so what, when we're using them, they're great. When we make them and need to get rid of them, that's that's the problem. And so what I'm excited about is that, you know, we're actually using waste plastic to make our material. And, and so you, you can actually get paid a credit to do that. Um, as opposed to having, you know, if you have this waste, you have to pay to put it in a landfill or have it disposed of. So we've got, um, we've got a, a lot of waste plastic to work with. Um, we, we're making a material that should be a lot easier to recycle. So there should be more value to that at the end of life. So people won't want to necessarily put it in a landfill because it, has value to be able to reuse it. Um, we're also working on trying to make it so that if this material accidentally gets into the environment, which some of this plastic waste does, um, that it won't float around the ocean for a hundred years, that it'll it'll biodegrade and disappear. And maybe it might take a few years, but it won't be, you know, a century. So we're we're kind of excited that we're really trying to solve the problem of generation of the material and also the what we do at the end of life. And Max, you mentioned that you've identified the bottlenecks. What what are those? Yeah, for the 
there are three steps in the in the process that we develop, and all of the three processes required catalyst employing uh, very expensive metals, iridium, rhodium, and ruthenium. Clearly, that is a bottleneck. Uh, we are looking, for example, of way we can recycle the catalyst in addition to the plastics. Maybe looking at metals that are cheaper and more abundant than these, these three metals that I just described. Uh, there are a lot of opportunities in, in that area, also from both from the, from the basic energy science, but also to the, to the applied science and technology in that, in that direction. The Great Pacific Garbage Patch has brought a lot of attention to plastic waste. And when you're in research, it's always a challenge to find funding. Uh, is there a lot of funding out there to fund this basic research? Yeah, I, I was, uh, as I was mentioning before, the, the initial discovery uh, has been supported for almost five years from the Department of Energy, uh, particularly the Basic Energy Science Office called BES. Uh, there is also money, and there is also funding from the Applied Science at DOE uh, to really try to transfer the technology that we develop in the lab to the market. NSF has a big footprint in, in plastic recycling. Uh, every company that produces or makes plastic is in some way involved in uh, chemical recycling or plastic waste. Um. Where do you see this uh, going uh, in the future? Do you see uh, being able to recycle plastic or do you also see being able to uh, compile plastic with different constituents so that it's not toxic and it breaks down? So the kind of our strategy is that by building these, um, we're building these links into the polymer that allows us to kind of put it together and take it apart. Kind of like, um, you know, like train cars, we've, we've got these couplings that allow us to um, make and unmake the polymer more easily now. So, um, you know, we think this technology could be used for any any type of plastic, um, and it might even allow us to then, um, you know, take two different types of plastics and make something that has better properties. So, say you go to make a milk jug, if you can make the milk jug with less material because it's stiffer and more impact resistant, you know, we'd make less polymer and have less polymer to deal with. So, we think that there could be benefits kind of beyond our initial discovery here. With uh, such a big push uh, to go towards renewable energy and get off fossil fuels, uh, how is that going to impact uh, the waste stream of, of plastic in the future? Yeah, I think the, this, is a big, this is a big question. I think one of the big problems in plastic recycling is really the collection and how we do the separation. We need to spend more time on educating people how to do an efficient recycling at home in, the, in each uh, household. Uh, the fact that as Jeff was pointing out at the beginning, there are too many different kinds of plastics and everyone has a different properties, different way we can recycle. Some of them can be recycled right now. Some of them maybe will be recycled in five, 10 years, but we need to do better in, the, in education and to have an efficient way to recycle plastic waste because that we will be that will solve a lot of problem uh, on the on the downstream for from example from us yes and uh, and and help on the economic equation uh, a couple of years ago we had a company on the show that developed robots uh, for working in the sorting centers to recycle plastic so i think part of the solutions coming through ai and robotics 
um, but it also is going to take the, uh, the the chemical engineering to uh, re reformulate these. Um, we really appreciate you on the show. In closing, is there anything uh, uh, you'd like to say? Yeah, just tell people out there um, we're working on it. Uh, plastics are, you know, be hard to imagine a world without plastics, and um, we're trying to make them so that they, um, you know, they're 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 not a, a burden on the environment and um, continue to be a pleasure to use. Thank you, Max. I agree. Plastic change our life in better. Uh, think about all the uh, developments in the past hundred years that we did with plastics. Think about the aircrafts that are energy efficient are made of plastics we just need to uh, find a better way to to recycle plastic well we appreciate you being on the show and we also appreciate the work you're doing it uh, starts at the research level and ends up in commercialization so hopefully soon we're going to see the benefits of your hard labor in society thanks robert that's Max Del Ferro, chemist and group leader at Argonne National Laboratory, and Jeffrey Coates, university professor at Cornell University, telling us about their research to fight the war on plastic waste. I'm Robert Colangelo, and this is GreenSense. Thank you for listening, and check out the GreenSense Minute every Thursday and Saturday on 105.9 FM, WBBM, Chicago.